again, and welcome to the mana pool. This is... I didn't look. And my brain is out. This is 312. 312? 312, yes, it is 312. So this is episode 312 of the mana pool. Uh, We're brought to you, as always, by cardshark.com, a better way to buy and sell magic. And in case you can't tell, I sound like crap. So this is going to be like Monday Night Magic. I'm going to set my co-host loose on something, and I'm going to mute. But uh, We're actually recording this a day after we would normally record it because Chewy begged off that day. He's like, I feel terrible. And the next day I said, all right, that's enough slacking off for you, you know, back into the coal mines. And he said, yes, sir. So he's being held against his will. And I said it with that accent, too. Yes, sir. So, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of news that has cropped up since the last time that we recorded. There is. So let's talk about some of the news. Uh, We're not going to introduce ourselves. Oh, well, yeah, I'm Chewy. I'm the <laughs> one dying in the lead dork. Brian is over there is the lead rambler, and Mike hey. over there is the, the rules guy and the game lore guy. Yo. <clears throat> Dirk is in grad school, as he told us before, so, um, yeah. I'm going to cough now. You guys talk. <laughs> uh, Brian, I'm the lead rambler. Wait, we already talked about that. So I'm just I'm not sure what to talk about without Chewy. I feel well, leaderless and without direction. There's a first piece of news. Okay. What's the first piece of news? Well, let's see. Chronologically, let's do it in that order. Dun, 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 Ooh, that'd be dun, the Born dun. of the Gods event deck. Yes, it is. Chronologically, it's the Born of the Gods event deck. It's the Born of the Gods event deck. Yes, so there's going to be an event deck for Born of the Gods. Um... Like it's going to be called the Born of the Gods event deck. <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually been called... Oh, wait. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't think I have any more jokes like that in me, thank God. So, um, It's called Underworld Herald, and it's a mono-black deck. And it's very interesting. It is interesting. Mm-hmm. 24 Swamps. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's got some... It's got some aggro elements, like it has a, a set of Rectos Cacklers and Rectos Tread Freaks and, um, you know, uh, Desecration Demon and Moxes Marauder. Tormented but, Hero, yeah. Yeah, but then it has some interesting interacting with stuff dying and interacting with the graveyard type mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Erebos' Emissary, you can discard creatures to make it bigger. Uh, Zathard Necromancer, you know, when your humans die, you get zombies. Um, and there's two of those. Yeah, there's two of those. It even has a it even has a one of faded return in there. So yeah, it even yep. has one pack rat. It does have a pack rat. There, there's some interesting interesting things going on here. There's a little bit of I wouldn't say devotion. I don't know. If there's any real devotion count anything that really cares about devotion in here. Um, there's obviously no gray merchant or anything like that, but Herald of Torment there, like Mike said, there's definitely an aggro angle to this with, uh, with then the graveyard being sort of a backup, like, oh, well, you know, you, you play Actually, all your I guys. I just realized that it has absolutely nothing to do with the graveyard except for faded return, which is on the product packaging. I think that threw me off. Uh, possibly. I don't. Ooh, Nothing it, else. It sends things to the graveyard. Uh, yeah, it does, and, <laughs> and that's that's pretty much it. And I realize that the two cards I featured earlier that that's all they have to do with the graveyard. Find it interesting so, that 
The, so why faded return is is the image on the box art, and why faded return is in the deck? I have no idea. But I think it maybe maybe it's the image because it's one of the only things from Born of the Gods. Although they could have put Blood Scrivener there, but I don't know. No, they could put the Herald of Torment on there. Herald of Torment. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, I I was see I saw Blood Scrivener and I was confusing it with the um the Bob like thing the um Pain Seer. The pain seer. There we go. Um, yeah, why isn't there a pain seer in here? Because it terrible. would kill you. <laughs> oh, what? That. Um, but Agent of the Fates is kind of weird. Yeah, in you this take deck. out Faded Return and put in Pain Seer, and you have no problems. Agent of the Fates is really weird here because there is exactly one spell you want to target it with, and that's Gift of Orsova. I guess there is also the um, Airbo the Bestow Creatures, but that's yeah. just one thing. I think if anyone gets this, it's probably going to be either A, to play it, which is fine, or B, if you're looking for the things in it, you're going to get it possibly for, like, the Desecration Demon and the Herald of Torment. Um, the two necroman- Necromancers, that's pretty cool, I have to admit. Although, how many humans are in the deck? The Agent of Fates, uh, the three Moguses Marauders, the Rakdos... Okay, so there's a little... Okay, so there's a couple. Uh, the sideboard is kind of interesting, where you've got Cremates, Dark Betrayals, for those, you know, lovely black-on-black video matchups. Um, Duress, Gift of... An- another two Gift of Orzova, Farika's Cure, and Staff of the Death Magus, which I don't know why that's in the sideboard when it doesn't matter what your opponent is playing, unless maybe they're just playing aggro and you want to get a little more life. Yeah. Well, Staff of the Death like Magus it. is like against a mono red or another aggro deck like this. I guess. That and it's kind of terrible, so they just threw it in the sideboard. I would much rather have at least two or three um, Grey Merchants. If I was going to revise this deck, there would probably be at least one Grey Merchant in the deck, just because it is mono black, and you look at all these symbols, and mm-hmm. not to mention, you know, Pack Rat, and every copy of Pack Rat has its converted mana cost, so... That to me, and it's a body. It does cost five, but I don't think anybody, you know, at this point I really shouldn't have to explain what Great Merchant does, because everybody should know. So, yeah, Great Merchant. Um, I don't know what Cremate is doing except anti-recursion, and I don't know how many recursion decks are being played. I think it'd be cool if there was one. Yeah, that's not really a thing right now. Yeah. So, I mean, you can always quote unquote cycle it, but Eh. So. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm not all that impressed. Maybe somebody else is like, oh my god, this is great. And if they think it's great, then great. I, I don't know. Yay. I do like the uh, <clears throat> the pretty ridiculous run of rares in the deck, though. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Rares, the rares are cool. Rares I, are lo- cool. I like how I was looking at it, and the first... I'm like, all right, Swamps, okay. Agent of the Fates, oh, that's a rare. Blood Screamer, oh, that's a rare. Crypt Ghast, Desecration Demon. Okay, one non-rare with the emissary. Herald of Torment, okay, that's not. Pack Rat, okie dokie. <laughs> no rare lands. And then there's two, a, two copies it, of the Necromancer, that's cool. There, oh, yeah, there's no up, rare lands. There is a Hero's Downfall in the deck, which, you know, that's a card. So... I don't really have anything else to say about it personally. Yeah. It's interesting. You got a lot of room to move. I think it'd be a very interesting one to customize because it 
does lend itself to a couple different uh, strategies, and it feels kind of unfocused. I just realized yeah. the packaging says 60-card deck now with 10 rares. So does that mean they had a different number of rares earlier? Maybe. See, the hmm. thing – I mentioned this on Monday Night Magic. The thing I don't like – by the way, if you haven't listened to last week's Monday Night Magic, you totally should because we had Ruben Ressler on, and he's awesome. But uh, the thing that, that bothers me about this post is there's no information – like there's no links to anything. Like, not only are there no links to, like, the previous announcement, but there's no other information, like, when it comes out, or how much, or what the MSRP is, or anything. It's just gone. Mm. Now, when they announced it, that info was there. But now when they reveal it, they can't be asked to freaking copy-paste, or at least put a link to the original announcement. And that bothers me. That is pretty significant oversight. Because I'm like, oh, cool, when does this come out? Well, damn. Okay, well, how much is it? Well, piss. So, get on it, Trick Jarrett. You're killing me. <laughs> Trick? Trick-ass Jarrett? <laughs> <laughs> Oops, forgot to mute that. My bad. Okay, so next one. Okay, so next All right. One. All right, that would be announcing from the vault, Annihilation. The, the tag for it is Beyond Destruction Looms Annihilation, <laughs> which seems... Okay, now we've destroyed you, so now we're going to annihilate you. And I'm like, hmm. Uh, 15 cards, premium foils, including six with new art, exclusive spin down, collector's guide, uh, unique process. It's, I mean, it's a from the vault, and it's not from the vault 20, so we kind of all know what to expect. Um, I find the art interesting. My first thought when I saw the art is Savage Twister. Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't that be awful? Let's throw an uncommon in this from the vault. And I thought, oh, I saw people's suggestions for what it would might be in the forums for this uh, announcement, not on our forums, on those. And everybody's listing like, well, here's what I think it should be, and like 15 ridiculous things. Damnation is pretty much leading every list. And I'm like, aha. Uh-huh. I mean, I know- Damnation's not in this. There's probably going to be a riot. But well, yeah, there's got to be damnation in it. Don't give me I, – I think so, but I'm not saying I – mean, they've put Uncommons in From the Vault before. Yeah, I don't, but, this, but this art definitely isn't damnation. <laughs> no, this art – but I'm just saying I like how there's this art here. It may or may not be Savage Twister. It might be like Desert Twister. It, it's definitely some – flame of twister of some kind and yet yeah. no one was speculating about what the card was they were all speculating about everything else that might be in it so see I, like i thought savage twister and then i was like well then why are the only creatures in the art birds well they're okay they're flying around they're not the no, savage hurt. twister hits every creature oh does it yeah well, but why are there just birds around this dude in a tornado I don't know. So maybe yeah. it's one of those hurricane variants. Maybe. And doesn't doesn't each from the vault usually have a preview card from the new set? Uh, not always. Not always, but they have in the past. They have in the past. So hmm. maybe it's like Bird Twister, and you <laughs> play it, and then you have to name right arm yellow. Yeah, like a, what? Well, in the past, the ones that haven't had a preview card is just because it kind of wouldn't make sense like they couldn't put a preview card in from the vault exiled it's like oh look what we're about to ban and uh, maybe that maybe that could have been a hmm. 
that would have been pretty that, funny. I, I think that would have been pretty funny. Look at this amazing card that hasn't even been printed yet, and we're going to ban it. And because we know we're going to ban it, we're just going to make it like – it's going to be like an improved memory jar. <laughs> and by improved, I mean more broken. I don't think they did one for Realms, but I'm not sure. Uh, I don't feel like looking it up. Yeah, I don't um, either. I don't know. Okay, so there's that. <laughs> I mean, I'm this thing is due out in what September, August, September, August, November, yeah. August. So bleh, we're so far out. It's February. Magic Online release date? August second. They, they always release these on Magic Online. Okay, I guess I just and never realized that before now. So we have to speculate. What do you guys think is going to be in here? Um, damnation. Well, damnation. Wrath of God, because... Uh, okay, first of all, back up a sec. What are we talking about? It's not specifically said, beyond destruction comes annihilation. You know, that could be any number of things, but probably it hints towards sweepers of yeah. some kind. What I'm wondering is, is it just going to be creature destruction? Is it like the most iconic removal spells from the game, or is it going to be more broad? Because then you might see something like Armageddon. Ooh, I can see that. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say I like it, but yeah. <laughs> and then now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Brian skipped over this. The little, this tiny little paragraph here gives away what could be some pretty big clues. Okay. Harness the savage power of fifteen of the most brutal magic cards ever unleashed. These limited edition black bordered super weapons are legal in many tournament formats. Sweep the battlefield clean. <laughs> With this powerful arsenal and blast the opposition into oblivion. Okay. Well, I guess I skipped over that. So Flame Wave. I mean, Woo I mean you could still you could still say I can see that. You know. Yeah. Uh, you could still say, um it's well, no, you really to sweep you really need to do more than one thing. Oh, what if that's sulfuric vortex? Oh, but that doesn't do that. But Why still are there that birds? awesome. <laughs> <laughs> This is really bothering Mike. Here we it go. Is. I know what it is. It's earthquake, and there's birds there because they're obviously not being harmed. It could be earthquake. <laughs> earthquake. Earthquake was the first red sweeper, right? So, right. Are they gonna do uh, jockalops? I hope so, dude. That's what I said on Monday Night Magic. I was like, jockalops? Um, anyone? What about apocalypse? The actual card. That'd be pretty hardcore. If you don't know what it does, you should go look it up right now. Yeah. I don't remember what I don't know, but what do you guys think? <laughs> Joey doesn't remember. Apocalypse, um, for three red and two, exile all permanents, discard your hand. Oh, right. Yeah. It only costs five? I really could have sworn yeah. it costs seven. I no, mean, it costs five, because you have to dump your hand, but no one else does. Oh, that's right. It's not everybody's. Yeah. <laughs> Exile all non-land permanents or all permanents, period? Oh, pretty sure it says permanents. I'm not looking at it right now. Neither am I, obviously. Uh, uh, and Any other thoughts about this? It better have damnation in it. I'm just saying. Um, you think they might put upheaval in it? Possibly, well, yeah. It could be. I think... Or sunder. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, um, what, uh, Ruben... Again, go listen to Monday Night Magic. This was a really good episode, but Ruben said they should redo or reprint the Portal 3 Kingdoms version of <sighs> Wildfire, I think is what he said. I can't remember that what was it was a, called. That, the, that, was that the burning of Genier, or is it? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. That was another one that was showing up on a lot of the lists when people were speculating. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, because um, 
Yeah, because Portal Three Kingdoms has featured pretty significantly in uh, a lot of recent special, like special special sets. Mm-hmm. Which I mean is great for them because they get to say, "Hey, look, everybody that hasn't been playing the game in forever." Uh, there was this one set once upon a time, and it was really special, and it hit all these notes and did all. And these we had things. guns, <laughs> and had guns, and that was Portal Second Age, not Three Kingdoms. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, damn. That's Portal Second Age with the guns. But no, um, so it kind of builds on its own mythology, so to speak. So Three Kingdoms was about specifically the romance of the Three Kingdoms. Yeah, that, was, real, that was a terrible NES game. A real-world piece of literature. No, but Dynasty of an Emperor, Emperor, uh, Destiny of an Emperor was awesome. I played <laughs> the hell out of that game. There have been so many millions of games <laughs> released about the Warring Three Kingdoms period. It's true. I don't understand. So <clears throat> I'm going to chalk it up to the fever. It's basically similar to the millions of games that have been released about World War Two. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh my god! So I get it. The Three Kingdoms oh, is like the beach at Normandy. I'm just now. I'm kind of picturing a like Call of Duty game set in the Three Kingdoms era. I don't even. I don't even like Call of Duty all that much, and I get tired of everybody saying Call of Duty is better. Um, there, I literally saw an argument not too long ago between one person talking about Zelda games and Call of Duty, and I'm sorry, Call of Duty. <laughs> it, that no, totally no. the same thing. How do you even find enough common ground to have an argument? Dude, they're both video games. Yes, I suppose. I mean, all true. video games are just there to rot kids' brains, right? Duh. Well, but, <laughs> well and turn us into murdering psychopaths. But um, but no, no, think about that for a second. You may not be like Paris, para jumping, para jumping. Uh, what? <laughs> giant sky? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I think it'd be awesome. Parasailing. <laughs> Water skiing. <laughs> Koopa trooping. <laughs> oh, no. Now you're no. just making stuff up. <laughs> okay. All right. So in August, we're all going to be annihilated by 15 cards. Yay. Yay. And Mike will buy, and I will mock him for it. Hey. I'll be like, huh. You know <laughs> hey, what's going to happen. This is the vault where I'll probably actually end up playing with all 15 of the cards. <laughs> that is a good point. And there's one more piece of news. There is. And it's the most interesting piece of news, and the bad thing is I don't know what it means. Yeah. You can tell exactly when we're recording this. Exactly. Announcing Gefugiker. Is that how you pronounce that? I, I think that's the best attempt I've heard of anybody so far. <laughs> There's a conspiracy afoot. Read the decrypted announcement Thursday night, and guess what? We're recording this on Thursday night, and it's not up yet. Well, so, it's Thursday evening on Thursday night. Yeah. Okay, what they whatever. mean is midnight when the website updates. But so, so basically, yeah, you can tell this went up this morning, but it hasn't been translated yet. Some people have figured out and figured it out. Are we going to say what they said? Or are we just going to stick to the preview well, we, cards? We might as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, by the time this goes up, it'll be common knowledge. Okay. Yeah. Well, like, uh, so, when oh, I just realized something, but we'll get to that in a second. But, when um. You know, when I realized that this garbled mess, that this garbled message wasn't a simple substitution cipher, I decided that I didn't have time to deal with the nonsense, so I went and looked up to see if anyone else had dealt with the nonsense, and someone had. Um, it's a, uh, vine- visionary cipher? I don't know how you pronounce that. What? 
It turned out to be some other kind of cipher. Oh, was was it was it a Vignair cipher? Vignair cipher, yeah. Okay, hmm, interesting. Anyway, um, okay, I'm gonna stop you right there. This started a couple weeks ago with pre-release. You yeah, that, right? people actually found yeah. uh, some cards with like special codes on the back, but the codes are just like wrote thirteen codes. Um, they weren't complicated like this. That that hinted at this. Uh-huh. And uh, what it is, it's a new um, booster-based set that's called uh, Conspiracy. And there's 210 cards in it. And it's geared towards multiplayer play, but it's also geared towards drafting for multiplayer play. Yeah. Meaning like you're in a pod of six to eight people, and then when you're done drafting, you break up into groups of three or four to play multiplayer games with what you drafted. Yep. It's kind of interesting because last year we had Modern Masters, which was a new booster product. Like the cards were available in boosters versus just pre-constructed decks. But those were all – Like a box set, yeah. Right. But those were all pre-printed cards. Th- those were all reprints, every single one, because they were all legal and modern. And um, now this is actually new cards. There are some reprints – it says they're returning favorites from throughout Magic's history. Looking at looking at a oh, translation yeah. here, round out the set and create and cultivate an environment of deception and treachery. Um, Hell yes, yeah, sleeper agent. I'm assuming these are going to be they're black border, so I'm assuming they're going to be all uh, legacy legal. Yeah. Um, and then if there are any that are printed from standard or modern environments and they'll be legal in those as well uh, but there's two new cards here and luckily they are not scrambled so that's good yeah so the one at the bottom of this page is the one that people found in uh the pre-release boxes <clears throat> with the code on the back the uh, the magister of worth mm-hmm. and you could when, when people figured out the code on the back and it was a phone number if i remember correctly and you call the number, and it gives you a series of nonsense, and you plug in the series of nonsense into something, and it gave you uh, the common up above. Okay. So, yeah, so that's these two cards are not actually new. They like they hadn't been officially spoiled, so we never talked about them. But I heard somebody saying thing something about them, and I really didn't pay attention because it sounded so weird. So, which it was. <laughs> Wizards is all about trying the, the viral nonsense, and it. It, it well, picked up a big fuss on Twitter and mostly Reddit, because that's what Reddit's for, from what I understand. This is definitely some nonsense. What is Reddit? Is that where, like, all the white knights from 4chan hang out? <laughs> oh. Like, I, I don't understand Reddit. But anyway. Oh, wow. <laughs> so the first one is the Magister of Worth for four, a white, and a black. It's a 4-4 four, four angel with flying. and It's rare. It's rare. And its ability, it has the ability word... Will of the Council. Dun dun dun. And when Will of no, when Magister of Worth enters the battlefield, starting with you, each player votes for grace or condemnation. If you want to do this properly, you'll do thumbs up and thumbs down like to do in the Gladiator movies. Uh, if Grace gets more votes, each player returns each creature card from his or her graveyard to the battlefield. If Condemnation gets more votes, or the vote is tied, that's important. Uh, destroy all creatures other than Magister of Worth. So it either brings everything back. Or it kills everything else, kind of like a la um, the the giant that Mike plays with. That I always tried to make it work, and I can't make it work. Oh, the um, Desolation Giant. Yes, Desolation Giant's awesome. 
Yeah, well, this is kind of like that. So if I'm playing in a single-player game with Mike, and I play Magister of Worth, and both of us vote for um, Grace, then we get all the creature cards back from all graveyards. Right. If either one of us votes for Condemnation, one of us or both of us, then we don't have to worry about Grace at all, and we just destroy everything other than Magister of Worth. And, of course, that's in a duel... In a multiplayer game, you get politics, and I like politics, and I like chaos. So this gets my thumbs of approval. I'm actually thumbs up right now. You just can't see it. And I am really curious to see what other cards um, will come out that have this ability. But this one in particular catches my eye because, as Chewie pointed out before, I have the EDH deck for the Triad of the Fates that is all about it's white and black, obviously, and it's all about giving the opponent bad choices. So this right here, this could be like the the poster child for the deck. Everybody make a bad decision right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what? Uh, what's the name of this, by the way? I think we've discovered that it's literally um, conspiracy. It's called conspiracy. Yeah. Oh, okay. As they kind of hint at it, there's a conspiracy. You look at the word conspiracy, and there's a conspiracy of oh, it's, and it's in italics. Yeah. G. Okay. I like how they I didn't even realized. post who. Uh, oh, they. Huh. I was like, what? they didn't even post the author. But if you look at the author, there's Arcana Archive, and then right beneath it, it's got the author's name. <laughs> it's just. And if you, I'm gonna click it to visit their archive. Oh, I bet you get uh, uh, this. That's it. Yeah, yep. I was. I was wondering if they were going to be a little silly about it and say, "Oh, it's a, uh, I don't know, Ben Stark, uh, whatever." What? Okay, what's the other card? It's not a rare. It is not. It's. It a, hurts my head. The Cogwork Librarian. It hurts my head so <laughs> much. It's. This is interesting. You know, unless you put it in your cube, it works exactly once. <laughs> the Cogwork Librarian. For four mana is a 3-3 artifact creature, a construct, and it's common. Draft Cogwork Librarian face up. What that means, before you go any further, that does not mean when you receive a booster, you have to then show everybody, this is in my pack. It just means when you pick it, when you put it down on the table, you put it on the table face up versus face down. I've already heard so many people saying this wrong, so I'm throwing it in there right now. Ah, Okay. So, draft Cogwork Librarian face up. As you draft a card, you may draft an additional card from that booster pack. If you do, put Cogwork Librarian into that booster pack. Have you ever wanted to draft a really good card, but you were afraid that drafting it would send the completely wrong signal because you were still <laughs> leaving something? For example, you're in a you're in a Theros draft, and you see a Grave Merchant of Asphodel, and a... Um, and a hero's downfall in the same pack. And you're like, no matter which one I, I draft, I'm still going to send the signal that I, uh, that black is available. Well, now you don't have to. You can just say, give me those. Or any situation where you see one card, you, two cards that you really want, and you're not sure whether you want to try to let one wheel back around, you're not sure what to do, and you're just, you're pretty certain that you're just not going to see that other card ever again. And you're, mm-hmm. and you're, and you're sad about it. Yeah, no, no so, more having to speculate. But you have to have this card first, and that means you had to take it over something else. Hey, yeah, I will take it over something potentially this. playable. 
I will take the Cogwork Librarian first pick every time because then I make, get to make, you know, two more well-informed picks at the same time later. I don't know if first pick is ever going to be yeah. a bad idea for this. I don't know. I mean, I, I could see, is. I could see like fifth, sixth pack, fifth, sixth, fifth, sixth pick, but I would be afraid of, you know, no, what I would take this late because then there, you're going to, there's not going to be anything you want to draft two cards from. Well, I mean, you can do it the next pack though. Yeah. Wow, could you imagine getting two first picks? I'm not... I don't know enough about drafting to know if that's true. It well, doesn't specify anything at all about in this pack. No. So I'm pretty sure this is just going to sit it's there until the draft when you, is done. When you draft it, you draft it face up. So And then it's in your pool. And then as you draft a card, the ability is while it's in your pool. And it's in your pool. I mean, they'll probably release an FAQ. The FAQ for this set is going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know the details of the rules about when and how you're allowed to look at stuff and what stuff you're allowed to look at and blah, blah, blah. Hopefully the FAQ will be unscrambled. <laughs> Judge. <laughs> wow, that made me laugh so hard I died. I just noticed a little while ago that the Cogwork Librarian, his watermark is a is a seal of some sort. Yeah, it's the that's the mark for the set. Uh, that means no. that there does isn't it? That is no. Look enough. down at the Magister of Worth. The Magister of Worth has the set expansion symbol in her text box. Oh, that the, is a the different. Cogwork Librarian has something completely different. It's a wax seal of some sort. Huh. Interesting. Huh. That cool. is pretty cool. Yeah. Maybe it has to do with one of the five characters in that other image <laughs> the, the magic clue characters basically it was ah. the old man on the right in the <laughs> library with the weird staff thing he's holding or it's the pirate girl girl next to him we could yeah, speculate is, about which one is which color but it's, it's pretty obvious yeah wow that is some seriously trippy nonsense there with these guys is it obvious well the guy in the middle with the sword that's the spirit is probably white the guy, no, the guy is blue the girl is definitely black. The one holding the little dagger with a look in her eye like, I'm going to stab you in the back with this right here. And the old guy with the staff thing looks like he's definitely green. He does look kind of trolly. Yeah. I would so say then, that the, the priest-looking dude on the end is white. Yeah. See, I, I, I guess I reversed those two. Although I can't see why blue would have a king a giant armor sword. with a giant sword either. Yeah, that's my... he's a I ghost. Yeah. <laughs> White gets spirits, whereas the guy next to him is like, I'm thinking about something. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Well, I'm dressed all in white with a funny hat. It could be be a funny wizard's hat. This is not (laughs) all a color thing. I guess that means that the other girl with the uh, rapier-looking thing is red by default. She doesn't look... That's definitely not a rapier. She's got ears. She's an elf. Oh, son of a whore, she's an elf. Oh, this just throws everything in the... Well, then maybe this isn't color-based. The other guy's red. (laughs) The, the guy, it has to be color based. There's five of them, and we're playing magic. <laughs> that that uh, right there. That's a snippet right there. Touche, my friend. <laughs> I'm tweeting. Right. Uh, well, we'll find out. Which one's the artifact? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I just threw a wrench into that theory. No, no wrenches. So that's all the news. It's fit to something. Okay, I just tweeted that. So, 
Sorry, choking and dying. Whew. So that's that's all the news. It's a veneer cipher. Oh. I used a, to be able to explain that, but not anymore. It's a method of encrypting alphabetic text by using a series of different Caesar ciphers based on the letters of a keyword. Sure. It's a simple form of polyalphabetic substitution. Hell yeah, Wikipedia. I like the way they didn't actually tell me anything. Screw you. So. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, I have a bit of non-magic-related news that actually pisses me off. And while Brian's here, uh, I want to I wanna mention it real quick. Sure. <clears throat> so, did you ever, either of you ever play any of the, the Batman Arkham games? Arkham Asylum or Arkham City? No. Well, they were developed by Rocksteady. Yes. And <clears throat> Warner Brothers uh, Montreal did the, the latest one, uh, Arkham Origins, which is a prequel. Okay. And the game is buggy. It was buggy as hell. They released a couple patches and fixed all of the, uh, what is it? Uh, da 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 Hang on, progression blocking bugs. Anything that keeps you from playing the game, they fixed. But they announced a few days ago they have no plans to fix the current problems. Instead, they're going to focus on the delivery of downloadable content. Hmm. So okay, they're not going to fix what's wrong with the game that people bought and already paid for and are playing and are pissed off about. But they are going to keep working on the ways to get more money and screw you. You deal with those problems and you like it. That's pretty much what the announcement says to me, as long as you're not at paraphrasing too much. Uh, those DLCs would fix something. But then you're having to pay for a game you already own. That's like that's like making someone pay for a patch that makes something run. That's that, true. That's awful. That's like you're, you're using Word, and you find out that the letter P doesn't work. And they're like, okay, patch 2.0. The letter P works. $10. Hope you like your peas. So the the actual announcement uh, says the team is currently working hard on the upcoming story DLC, and there are currently no plans for releasing another patch to address the issues that have been reported on the forums. If we do move forward with creating a new patch, it will try to address the progression blocking bugs for players, not the minor glitches that do not prevent one from continuing to play. The issues that are not progression blockers will unfortunately no longer be addressed. Hmm. So basically saying, well, those bugs you're stuck with. Sorry. <clears throat> well, what are some of the um, non, non-progression non bugs? Are they game-breaking or are they just annoying? Well, either way. like I'm guessing that they're not game-breaking or else they would continue to fix it. It just it just bothers me on like a uh, – like a, a, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like a, um, a, a personal level, like it's like they're ki- like I didn't even own this game. It's like they're kicking me in the balls. <clears throat> like, sorry, we'd rather make more money than fix our screw up. Uh, it just eh, it just bothers me like a lot. So yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up real quick. Like I was gonna buy Arkham Origins, now probably not just on principle because I don't want to give these jackasses my money. Right. But anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Ooh, ooh, Magic was also mentioned in the uh, latest, as of this recording, Penny Arcade comic, which I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes, too, because it's funny. I actually got a message from your brother uh, yesterday morning, uh, Mike. Yeah, he sent me uh, he, he sent me a text message while I was at work, <laughs> and I went to go look at it. It's pretty funny. 
but yeah, if anybody doesn't read Penny Arcade, you probably should. Mm. And if anybody doesn't play Magic, why are you listening to this show? I crazy. <laughs> I do like if you read his accompanying news post, which usually shows up like within a day of the actual comic showing up. He talks about um, how he generally likes to draft because one of the problems with Magic uh, is that it can be really intimidated to get into because it's releasing sets all the time and because there's a level of complexity there. And drafting allows you to deal with both a smaller pool of cards as well as less expense at least i mean granted if you all you do is draft there's an expense every time versus you know using your own cards at um with your friends but compared to like a tournament then it can be less cost prohibitive so i thought that was interesting yeah i'm actually reading the news post now because i hadn't seen that (sighs) (laughs) i'm the only one that did the reading i see how it is it's like being back in high school all over again well, when the comic was first posted, the freaking the uh, news post doesn't go up right away. away. Yeah. yeah, so uh, I didn't see it. You know, as long as they've been doing this, you think they would get their comic and news post synchronized? Like, you know, it must. Well, they are they are as professional as you can possibly get in this industry. I mean, they have packs. They have pretty much. <laughs> they are just as bad as we are. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying that there's a reason for doing it the way they're doing it. Clearly, they've been doing it for like 15 years. I guess clearly it doesn't bother people too much that the news post doesn't go up right away. So yeah. they've got other crap to do. Yeah. That's I know what I'm there's saying. people like uh, you, Chewy, and Thomas who barely ever even read the news post ever. Sure. But when I do, I, I like it to be there. <laughs> he doesn't always read the news post. But when he does, <laughs> he wants to read the news post. Exactly. Well, y'all have been talking about that. I've been rereading the Wikipedia description of a Vignari cycle, and now I remember it. So basically, Chewy, um, you know, in a, a, a Caesar cipher is, is another is another uh, name for a, a, a rotation cipher, where you just basically shift the alphabet, you know, however many spaces over, and start using those letters instead. You know what right. I'm talking about? Yeah. Anyway, so um, the the Vignari cipher, you come up with some keyword that tells you. Uh, that, that gives you a key for where to use different rotations. And depending on uh, a letter's placement in the message you're encoding, it'll use a different rotation key to, to encode it. Holy crap. Yeah. See, all I got away from that is people keep talking about Caesar ciphers, and it's making me hungry. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you can get a, a Caesar side cipher at Wendy's now. Mm. Mm. I love Caesar cipher sauce. Uh, anyway. It's paying for it. That's the hard part. <laughs> I wonder what the keyword was. The <laughs> keyword was actually in the title. From the vault. Uh, not from the vault. Announcing Magic the Gathering. The whatever it was, was the cipher. Oh, uh, okay. And okay. you had to figure out that that was conspiracy from the little italics. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it would have been uh, really funny if someone figured it all out in the the cipher word, the keyword was actually something stupid like boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know our player base. <laughs> Whoa, with my voice sounding like this, I could almost do 
the honest movie trailers. Now, see, I Boom. I was literally about to say that, and every time he says that word, there's something in me that just twitches. I'm like, that's not how that word goes. I am not in fifth grade anymore. <laughs> He's like, boobs, and I'm like, boobs. I heard it in one. I'm like, okay, whatever. And by now, I've seen like all the honest trailers, and I want to find this guy, and I want to shake his hand because I think he does a great job. And I want to chop his head off for boobs. I'm just like, oh, just stop. Just like I've watched almost all of the honest movie trailers. I think I've watched them all actually, except for maybe a couple. And he doesn't, he doesn't actually say it all that much, but when he shows up in other places, like when he showed up on, uh, uh, the cinema sins, they did like a crossover thing. Mm -hmm. He, he, he made a point to say it like it was a catchphrase. I'm like, you don't, you don't ever say that enough for it to be stop that. It just, I don't know. It just drives me. It, uh, I'm trying not to be irrational about this, but it just – I don't know. Yeah, I just want to hit him in the head. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> like in Ghostbusters when it, Egon pulls out the thing and, and Peter jumps up and smacks it. Will you cut that out? Anyway, so we've burned up what? Like 40 minutes of this episode just with not, news and nonsense? Sure. Yes. Okay. Should we Should we take a break? Uh, No, not yet. Well, I don't know. Probably. Slave no driver says no. Slave driver's not boss of me. Uh, by <laughs> definition, yes, he is. <laughs> well, how long do you think the other stuff we're going to talk about is actually going to take? Because mm. if we don't break now, it won't make any sense to break later. All right, let's take a break. I want you back at your post in two minutes. Oh, I was actually coughing during most of that and didn't hear it. Ow. That's all right. So I'm going to say we should take a break just because I'm dying. Um, <sighs> I have any, any mu- <clears throat> Holy crap. Do we have any, any music we should add in here? Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe something about dying? <laughs> I feel like there should be an auto-tune version of somebody saying, TK427, why aren't you at your post? Oh, it's TK421. See, there's your problem. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> um. Ooh, ooh, I know, I know. I got it. There's, uh, there's a, uh, who, man, I don't feel good. <laughs> you should just, who, okay, sorry, that, that, that cough was bad. Um, so here we go. Just because of the way my life has been going lately, uh, this is a song from Bad Hair Day by Weird Al Yankovic. It's called Calling In Sick. <laughs> we'll be right back. Just don't feel like going. I think I'll call my boss, then I'm gonna hack and cough and wheeze. Swear I got some strange disease. What's that little twerp gonna say? I'm calling I love Weird Al. I haven't heard that song in a million years. Man. So yeah, this is Thursday night. Let's see. I didn't go to work today. I didn't go to work Wednesday. They want me to go to work tomorrow. I don't know. One, if health will allow me to, and two, if weather will allow me to. It's been snowing like a hell on us here in this part of the world. Way more than we're used to. Oh yeah. This like, is not just some of the most snow I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Living in North Carolina. And I saw a little more living in Ohio and other parts, but this is like closer to what that would be like. It's been yeah. crazy. Like Scott, uh, uh, on Wednesday, I w- when I was sitting here in a coma, basically on the couch, 
uh, Scott opened the door and went outside to get uh, something out of his car and came back in. An hour later, back in his room, I hear an expletive. And I was like, what? And he comes up and opens the front door, and everything is already white. I was like, how, how long ago did you go outside? He's like, about an hour. I was like, so in less than an hour, everything turned white. He's like, yep. And then his dumb ass left like three hours later to go to his girlfriend's house. I'm impressed. That <laughs> hey, man, girlfriend's house. Well, yeah, I, uh, if you're going to get snowed in with me who's sick and dying or with her who's fine, yeah, yeah. Like I would have left him sick to go with my girlfriend who I don't have. So <laughs> I came home from court. I when I I had actually a couple cases on on Wednesday, the first real day of the snow, and but all the DAs were moving as many cases out as quickly as possible because they wanted to get everybody out of there. So I was done pretty early. So I go back, I pick Sam up from daycare. She'd only been there for like two hours, but I said, look, I I don't want to come back out. I get home. Carrie happened to call shortly after I got home. She's like, are you home yet? I said, yes. Is it snowing there? No, because the snow is coming up from the south, and she works north of where we live. And, okay, will you let me know when it really starts to snow so I can head out? I said, yeah. And I let her know that around noon or so it looked like it was starting a little bit and then I let her know one, yeah, it's it's starting to come down pretty hard. So she left shortly after one, and by the time she got home, uh, it was closer to two because traffic was pretty slow. She could not get her car up the hill, which I realize most people, most listeners have never been to my house. No, that's not an open invitation, uh, but we do live on an incline, and you know, it, it, it kind of <laughs> that's an understatement. <laughs> Okay, it is a hill, but we have never had a problem actually getting up the hill. But there was no traction whatsoever. She had to leave her car at the bottom of the hill. Off the road, mind you, at the bottom of the driveway, but still. It just never even occurred to me that in the space of like an hour, there would be so much snow that she could not get the car up the hill. It's crazy. And now the listeners are like, magic! (laughs) So where were you going with that? Chewy? Apparently he was going nowhere. And I was muted because I was coughing. Uh, I'm really glad that I got sick. Like the listeners listen to us for magic. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, um, you definitely didn't miss anything good by not going out. Well, no, what I did miss was having to rage at my office. Like apparently it rained. It, it rained. It snowed so much so quickly that uh, it was it was dangerous to be out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. Scott said, when he left, when he left, it had been snowing for like two or three hours already. And he said the roads were already like there was no salt on the roads. And they've been salting roads every day since like Monday. Yeah. And They're... because when you've got, you know, four, five inches of snow piled up on the road, of course it's like there's no salt on the road. Duh. Yeah. So, uh, but from what I hear from some of my coworkers, uh, now everyone knows how much I hate my job because they're all evil people. Like the higher ups are all evil people. They care nothing about us. Honestly, it seems like they hope we die. Because I heard they actually did not let anybody go home except for, you know what, I got to go and leaving until 3 or 3.30. Wow. Ooh, wow, that's way too late. That's way too late. Mike, when did you leave your job? A little after 2 o'clock. And how and, bad and was the, it at that point? Pretty bad. The The road, um, the main road next to my work was so crowded and so already covered with snow that it took me about uh, an hour and a half for what – is usually between 15 and 20 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Think about that. That, that, 
it's not like he he works an hour away. He works fifteen to twenty minutes away from his house, and it took you an hour and a half to get home. Yeah. Yeah. Scott sent me a message an hour after he left to tell me that he got to her place, and I'm Good. like, wait a minute. <laughs> Actually, what he, what he said was, his exact response was, made it, base. <laughs> of course, the last text I got from him before that was while I was at work the previous day, and it said, buzz, fly, by." So, you know. <laughs> Uh-oh. Have you seen him since then? Do you actually know that he made it, or is this like a sixth sense sort of thing? Well, no, he sent me the, the message that he made it. Uh, he told me, he's like, hey, if you want to work on anything... You know, projects and all that we have in store. He's like, send me a message. And I just looked at him like, right. He's like, I got some leftover tacos in here. If you want anything, I'll, I'll walk you through reheating them. I was like, right. <laughs> um, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually just got a message from my, one of my other coworkers who lives here in the same town. She did not go in today. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel bad about not going in today. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't hate the job enough as they want us to stay there until we all die. Like, it's actually to the point where it's dangerous to drive now, so you can all go home. What? Yeah, 3 o'clock was way too late to let people go. Maybe they want you all to stay there and slowly starve so they don't have to fire anybody because you natural selection takes its place and and um, they don't, you know, it's like layoffs, but Without the unemployment payments. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure if given the option to leave and potentially die or stay, we would all leave and potentially die. Like, I'm not making that up. <laughs> that solves the problem either way. Like, let's see, zombie apocalypse, you think you can make it home? I'm going to try it. <laughs> uh, anyway, and that was all because of the music I chose. Look, we just blew another, like, 10 or 15 minutes. That's awesome. Whew. That's okay. We deserve it. We do. We totally do. So, um, right. So, Mike. Yes. You did something that the rest of us didn't do. Uh, yes. Went to I went a thingy to, thingy. Right. I, I went to a launch Saturday afternoon. Um, they didn't do any launch stuff Friday night for Born of the Gods, which is, which I thought was when launch things were supposed to be done, but whatever. I know some shops also do something special on Saturday. So I went down to Lucky's on Saturday afternoon and, um, there ended up just being uh, six people who showed up for the launch. I know that they tend to be not very popular anyway. So uh, we didn't get sanctioned, but uh, Randy and uh, Cindy did pair us up, and we got a good deal on the on the pre-release packs. We were using the pre-release packs for the launch, and Randy decided to sell them to us for just 15 bucks since we came out there. Um, and that was fun. I decided to pick the blue one. Because I thought that, you know, maybe the, the Sphinx, the arbiter of that, of the ideal looked pretty interesting. And I only, I only drew it in one game. And it was a massive dud in that one game. <laughs> because the only time it untapped, it got me a land. And then I drew a land. <laughs> and then I lost a few turns later. <laughs> so that was disappointing. But I, I did get some stuff to make, uh, what I thought was a really cool, um, white and blue heroic deck. Uh, I liked it a whole lot. And I did splash black. I splashed black for two cards for a, oh, was it a pain seer? And, um, oh, 
<clears throat> that spell from Theros in the cycle of target two creatures, the one that gives plus one plus oh, one a lifelink. Cutthroat maneuver. Yeah, cutthroat maneuvers. Yes, yeah, as I had so many heroic guys, I, I had splashed for the cutthroat maneuvers that I got. That is, people underestimate that, and they get blown out by it all the time. Yeah, the so. one time that I played it was really awesome. Um, but yeah, I got a bunch of bestow guys and a bunch of neat um, uh, heroic guys. Even even the I, I I got an appreciation for some of the heroic creatures that don't get plus one plus one counters on them. Because even then, the heroic triggers end up being really useful, especially if you can get them multiple times. Like, uh, Satessan Battle Priest is so much better than I initially thought it was. Which one's that? Satessan Battle Priest for one and a white. She's a one, oh, three. Gain two life. you target her, yeah, you gain two life. Okay. Like, I had thought she was, like, maybe half decent, like, at best. But she's actually pretty good if you have stuff to target her with. She's actually pretty useful. Um, and, uh, the, the chorus of the tides. The three-two flyer from Born of the Gods, where you scry one uh, mm. when you when you target them, that was useful. That was really useful, especially if I was able to do it more than once. Um, but yeah, I had fun. I ended up going two and one. The round that I lost was this, like really just miserably boneheaded mulligan decision. Like I was, I I won the first game, but then my opponent decided to be on the draw in the second game, and that was probably because she had a pretty high curve. I found out later that she had opened the red pack, but was able to put together like a really awesome looking green-black deck of the kind that I love to play in Theros Limited. Uh-huh. So I was kind of jealous that she got that in her red pack. Um, but yeah, but my, my opening hand in game two when I was on the play was one Temple of Silence, um, a Pain Seer, and then other stuff that cost two or three. And I sat there and I looked at it. And I looked <laughs> and I asked her and I said, so you said you're going to be on the draw? And she said, yes. And at that point, I just should have thrown it back. But I was like, nope, I'm going to try this. And after, so I played the Temple of Silence and I scried and it wasn't land. And I put it on the bottom and I'm like, yes, let's go. And then four non-land cards later, I just gave up because she had a bunch of big green creatures that was that were going to make me die so and then i end up losing the third game in a really really close game but whatever but yeah that's the only thing i feel bad about that awful mulligan decision i it looked so so close to being something really cool but it didn't turn out it just didn't turn out that's that should be your first warning if you have to find reasons to justify it, I'm not, you know, hindsight is also 2020, and I can say yeah. this, like, I've never done that before, and I do that all the time. Yeah, the, yeah. the thing is, is, like, I've gotten a lot better about that in the past few years, but I think just, like, my one Temple of Silence and my one Pain Seer sitting there right next to each other, and the things that they can do and are good for just kind of threw me off and fooled me into keeping the hand. Yeah, don't listen to Brian. Brian is also one who told me when I drew that. Uh, if listeners that listened to the last episode will remember this. I had some sort of hand that if I drew anything, I was good, and I happened to draw something, so I was good. And Brian was like, "Well, clearly you should have kept it." I'm like, "I don't think I should have." <laughs> I did, and it, it was worked, a safe I hand. I don't remember. I don't, rem- I don't remember. I don't remember gonna- what the hand was, but I, it felt pretty safe to me. You, you only needed to draw one of like twenty cards in your deck, so. I don't know. I think I had like two forests and the satyr who you can sack for red mana, the hedonist, 
and a bunch of red guys, but you need red mana to sack the red, the green guy for the red mana. But you can still <clears throat> play it and attack with it and play the other green spells you draw. It wasn't terrible. Uh, and I drew the mountain right off, so it was awesome. But then you, I mean, you lucked into it being right. like from yeah. a from a questionable, and you know, over the long game, probably still be okay to just complete luck. Not not there's anything bad with that, but just the ideal hand. It went from being like eh okay to like the nuts with that one mountain because you just kind of exploded all over the place. Pretty much. But yeah. yeah, I had fun, and um, the hero card for the launch was the Explorer. So when you have it, you can play an extra land each turn. So that'll, oh. be, that'll be interesting to see if it helps um, against the Horde. Wait, it, and, it's, uh, it's just like an Explorer? Yeah. Do you have to sacrifice it for that? No, not this one. This isn't one of the ones you sacrifice. So you you get a free Explorer? Yeah. Well, at exploration. My My eyes are twitching. Right wow. <laughs> well, you have to use it against the hordes, which is which is going to be yeah. blatantly unfair if you don't have the help of the hero cards. Okay, I guess I okay, I, I can stop twitching yeah. now. I guess Randy actually had um, the horde. The stuff for game day was delivered to him uh, that Friday evening, so he had it in the shop. But he wasn't. He didn't try to sell me one, so I'm going to assume that means he wasn't selling it yet. <laughs> um. But I didn't get I didn't get to see like what the rules were for it or anything. But um, but yeah, I had fun and uh, I traded in some stuff to help me get some scalding tarns. So I found out that in that fairy deck that I've you know pretty much never play anymore and actually don't really like anymore, I actually had three bitter blossoms in that deck and two mistbind clicks, one of which was foil. So wow. <laughs> so I traded in the bitter blossoms. So I took the deck apart. And then traded in the Bitter Blossoms and Mistbind Clicks, and it helped me get some Scalding Tarns. Which right. is much more useful to me than those Bitter Blossoms ever will be, I think. Unless you decide to play Modern. Uh, and I will not play Fairies in Modern. I will definitely play something with either Mountains and or Islands in it, so Scalding Tarns. Well, hey, look, Scalding Tarns. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was cool. Cool. Sounds like fun. A good time. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so while Mike already did something uh, to report on, Brian will be doing something in the near future. Yeah, hopefully. I was talking to Mike about that while you were away, and I am like 95% certain that it's a go, but I do have contractual obligations to carry for that morning. So if everything goes as planned, then everything will go as planned. So uh, this coming Saturday, uh, the 15th of February, 2014, depending on when this gets posted – um, there is a Star City IQ, which is a invitational qualifier, which is kind of like the lower branch. I've never been to an IQ before. Uh, if I go to a Star City event, it's usually the Star City Open when it's around. Um, the nearest Star City Open will actually be the invitational at the end of March, which is going to be in Charlotte. And the invitation, there's the invitational, but then they will also have the usual standard open that weekend. So, hmm. <clears throat> but anyway, so it's an IQ and it's a standard tournament and I figured, eh, why not? And when I, the mode, one of the motivations for going this to this was I don't always do standard, but when I do, uh, I'd like to try and bring something that's not completely done by everybody else. And I had the motivation maybe to try and build like an Ashiok deck, a, a blue black sort of deck. Um, and I kind of sleeved it up and I started testing it. 
and I found out a couple of things right away. First of all, it was pretty good, but it wasn't great, and it was very, very situational, and I tried it a couple different ways, and every time I changed something, I found that I still always had to have Night Vale Spectres, always, all the time, and forever, and I own mm-hmm. no Night Vale Spectres, I own no Heroes Downfalls, um, and the amount of cards that I would have to borrow or obtain for the deck was starting to become problematic, because one of the whole reasons for going was it's a local tournament, uh, and I had an idea in mind, so, but it was not going to be one where I was going to spend hundreds of dollars to get ready for it. You should have um, told me you needed Heroes Downfalls. I have some of those too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Do you have Night Vale Spectres? No. That's okay. Because where this <laughs> is going is I kept, I tried it a couple, against a couple different decks, and one of the decks I tried it against was a green red deck that was reminiscent of the deck that I took to, um, the last Star City Open when uh, I was playing Monsters. And this was before Monsters w- was cool, FYI. I was running um, uh, Ember Swallower and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, but I found that I was having such a hard time against that deck, and the deck wasn't even really optimal. I had just kind of thrown it together from some of the other pieces of that deck, and um, I found that I was really actually enjoying playing the test deck more and I was having a better time with it. And if there's one thing you should do when you play in a tournament, you should always, always play a deck that you enjoy playing. Mike, you played that Grixis control deck for a long time. How, well, for a while. And how much did you enjoy playing with it? At the beginning, lots. At the end, no. Right. So. You want to, if you're going to be playing in a multiple round tournament, you want to make sure it's something that you feel that you will, you will enjoy. Um, and you know, I don't expect to come out of this thing in first place. That'd be nice, but, um, I expect to hopefully have a good time. So I actually took some of the cards that I'd added to, um, <clears throat> to the other deck, put them in here, try to kept proxying everything up, and I'm really happy with where it is. So I might make a couple modifications to the deck, but I'll go ahead and uh, we wanted to treat this as a from the deck box. So I'm actually going to go through the cards in the deck uh, fairly quickly and kind of hit some high notes. And again, keep in mind that there are some slots that will may or may not change before then, and if so, then I'll try and throw something in the comments section of this. Um, as far as how I did and what was different. But it is basically a Jund deck. And when we're talking about Jund, we mean red, black, green. Um, the base is pretty much for green and red, but there is some spicy black stuff in here. So here we go. So uh, we've got a set of Temple of Abandon, which is the green, red one, and a set of Temple of Malice, which is the new black, red one. Uh, we've got three overgrown tombs, two blood crypts, two stomping round. That rounds out the non-basic lands. And that's fairly solid. That's 14, and I can get most of the colors that I need. Um, add in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven forests and two mountains because the deck really, really wants green mana. Why does it really want green mana? Why did I put the non-creature spells before the creature spells? Here we go. It really wants green mana because we're talking <laughs> because we're talking about four elvish mystics and four sylvan caratids to start things off. And if you land a sylvan caratid, it's it's such a great rampant growth. You're pretty much set forever until they like wrath the board, and then oh well. 
Um, but off of a turn turn two Sylvan Carrotid, there's not a whole lot that the deck really stumbles on. Um, so those those are kind of the mana creatures. I'll come back to the issue of mana in a second, but continuing with the creatures, uh, four fanatic of Xenagos. Um, he's great. He's awesome. And there are times where he will they will just make him a four four, and then they'll pass they'll play their land and pass back to you, and then they'll heroes downfall it or kill it any number of ways. And that's fine because it's such an efficient creature for what it is. So four fanat- uh, fanatic of Xenagos. Uh, three, as it stands, I don't need to borrow this one. I talked to this, these guys about it, but three, Mogus, God of Slaughter. And that was one of the big things that changed this from a, just a green-red deck to a Jun deck because it is so good. Just the ability to even just two man two damage or sack a creature, which against most people is going to be two damage until they can't afford it anymore. Um, and the possibility of having a seven five that's great, but it is every turn it just adds up so quickly. And so much of this deck is I want to be able to hit you, and and everything I play has to be high impact. I'm not looking for to draw a lot of cards. I'm not looking to deal you. 10 in one in one turn with some sort of combo. This is just every turn you're taking some form of damage. And that actually leads me uh, to the next creature, which is always a creature, unlike Mogus. Two copies of Rakdos, Lord of Riots. Um, because it's a 6-6 six, six flying with trample, which for four mana, which may sound a lot like a desecration demon, except that uh, and it is obviously more conditional to play, but the whole ability to then part of this deck is also it's a ramp deck, as you can tell from some of the ramp creatures. And again, I'll come back to that in a second, but um, with some of the non-creature spells, but I've got some higher end stuff here. So then I start getting in there for a little damage and a little damage, and it makes everything that much cheaper, helps my ramp uh, get to the top end creatures that much faster. Um, so even if he's not the one dealing damage, it's still pretty powerful, and he is a 6-6 six, six for 4. And the mana is has generally not been a problem, although um, there's one or two awkward times where I've got one or two forests, and I'm looking at them, I'm like, why can't you be a swamp? But again... The four Sylvan characters make up for a lot of that. So, yay, Rectos. It's also, he also goes under the, hey, look, not everybody's playing this creature. So, yay. Uh, two copies of Storm Breath Dragon because it's awesome and because pro white is really important and it's hasty and it's a Storm Breath Dragon that, yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, two copies of Rurikthar the Unbound. Now we're starting to get into the more expensive stuff. And Rurikthar, especially playing against the control decks, it, I mean, if their life is low enough, this literally turns into they cannot win the game. They just can't. The only time that they can possibly get around it is by playing a merchant, a gray merchant, and you've still got a 6-6 six, six, uh, with Vigilance. And it's got Reach, which is really nice for dealing with uh, Desecration Demons and Spectres and all sorts of good stuff. Um there's a fair number of non-creature spells in the deck, so you just kind of have to watch how you play it. Two copies of Sire of Insanity, because it's just funny to play it as quickly as possible, or when they've got a full grip, and just know that absent the best top deck in the world, they just can't come back. 
Um, it's one that when we previewed it, it was like, oh, wow, this is going to be great. And then it just hasn't done anything. And I think it was waiting for the right deck. Also, keep in mind, uh, between Sire of Insanity and um, Rakdos, that the Moguses actually get turned on pretty fast with some of this stuff. And even the red, just the solid red things like Storm Breath Dragon or the red green ones still contribute somewhat to uh, turning them on. Mm-hmm. Baby. And then finally, two one-ofs in the creature department. One is a Xenagos, God of Rebels, because he does everything the deck wants to do, and so many things in this deck uh, make him happy. And again, I I feel weird explaining why he's a good card. He's a really good card, so yay. The only sad situation is sometimes when my only creature is a Sylvan Carriage, and I'm like, oh, look! You get a giant growth, but you've got Defender because you're not a Utopia tree. Go. That one's for you, Mike. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And then one copy of Sylvan Primordial, a.k.a. Mr. Too Good for EDH. And he costs seven, but there's decent amount of ramp in the deck and the ability to blow up a land or a detention sphere or... The- and whatever, and give you a little more ramp toward, I don't know, whatever, but really it's the destruction. And there's going to be at least one copy of him in the sideboard. But because he costs seven, that's pretty much it. Non-creature spells. Four copies of Guild. Yes. Four copies of a four-mana spell. Ryan really loves him some Guild. I love me some Guild. It's exile target creature. It doesn't care what color the creature is. It doesn't care if it's multicolor. It doesn't care if it's black. It's exile. It's a sorcery speed, whatever. If if they've got a god out and the god is actually a creature, it will exile it. If they've got a desecration demon, it'll exile it. If they've got a hexproof creature, you can't do anything about it, so who cares? And it fixes your mana. It doesn't fix your mana. It can fix your mana for that turn if you then want to play an elf or if you've got untapped mana, but really the power is exile, and then it allows me to do whatever I want, then follow up with a Rakdos or whatever. Uh, so again, it's a little more of that ramp. So guild, good. Uh, three copies of Chandra, Pyromaster. Turns out, despite what some of the naysayers were saying, she's actually really good. I wonder who could have called that. Hmm. Hmm. I don't get it. Of when we were previewing her, some people were like, oh, you know, if she cost one mana less or she had one more loyalty or if her plus one did something or for zero, let you play something for free or whatever. But there, but a lot of the top players, I won't name names, but a lot of them were saying, oh, you know, one person actually said that this one was worse than the first Chandra, Chandra Nalar. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? No. Um, but it turns out all of her abilities are pretty good. Even that last one, although I'm not really trying to build toward it, but, you know, she's great. And the ability to go, hey, look, your guy can't block, so now I'm crashing in with my big guys is pretty awesome. So, yay, Chandra. Um, two copies of Flesh and Blood, mostly for blood, but because I have black in the deck, occasionally it uh, fused together can be really awesome. But um, the just blood for the ability to get a fling effect without having to sacrifice with some of the things in the deck can be just backbreaking. And finally, and this is the spot that's probably the most contentious right now, I've got two copies of Bow of Nylia. There's some creatures with Trample. What goes better than creatures with Trample? Creatures with Trample and Death Touch. And that's pretty awesome. 
all of its abilities are useful. I'm just, I'm, I really wish the deal two damage to target creature with flying was deal three damage. It's not. So <laughs> it doesn't kill a Night Veil Spectre. It doesn't do anything against a Desecration Demon unless you're setting it up where you're going to lose a creature in the, in the trade. Um, but there are times where the life gain in particular in an attrition war has kept me alive, but I, these might turn into hammers of perforos by the end. I haven't finalized the sideboard. You can expect some pithing needles for Mike's deck, um, and some, uh, slaughter games for Mike's deck. And, you know, basically just if I run into Mike, you know, I, I want to be able to not lose. And if Mike um, plays, you will run into him. So. That's true. And Mike yeah. is playing, Mike is playing his mazes in deck. And I think that's awesome. And I'm thinking I need to have a way to beat that deck. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not worried about beating one person. I'm just saying I hate to, you know, automatically lose. Not to mention he's not the only person in the world that plays the deck. So, but I'll, I'll have some things in there and maybe some skull cracks for life gain or, you know, I'll figure it out. So. Yeah. Maybe instead anyway, of, um, Maybe instead of the bows, if you don't like the bows, instead of the hammers, maybe you could try uh, whips. Actually, that's a. I have really been toying with that idea. Um, I have a set. I have two whips, and I thought about using those instead, especially since I've got a decent amount of black mana fixing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, earlier in the deck. I, I happened to get three of the um, the Hydra, the Scourge of something, where you can. Sack a creature, tap it and sack a, another creature to put more plus yeah. one plus one counters on it. I had some of those in the deck and had some fun nifty combos with that and the whip to do some things, but it, it was a bit too. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't try to mess with that. I'm saying yeah. like if, if, if you're looking at the bow and you're looking at the abilities and you're like, uh, well, the life gain is good. Then why don't you just get the whip? And because then all your creatures get lifelink. <laughs> all my creatures get lifelink, and uh, which would be nice to win some of the, these matchups. Most of them are pretty huge and undercosted anyway. And then the ability to then bring one back and give it haste. Yeah, I'm. I, yeah, especially I, if you get the dream play of whip, and then on a later turn uh, play a sire. I'll tell you the only thing, and I, the only I'm not question. I'm not saying that's a bad idea. I think it's actually a really good idea. And I just caught what you said about the sire and that's awesome. But, um, uh, but the, um, the only thing that's kind of stopping me a little bit. And the reason I didn't just automatically put it in earlier is because I was conscious of where the deck was on the curve. And uh, there between the guilds, the gods, um, and some of the stuff, it's, it starts to get, pretty crowded at the four slot. So Okay, so that's why you were thinking hammer. Yeah. But, you know, and I, I might uh, play with some of the numbers. You notice there's a fair amount of two ofs in there, and part of that is just because that's where the deck wants to be, and part of that is I'm really indecisive. And so, um, but I, I'm feeling pretty good about it. It's, it's fun to play. It, it's a bit unpredictable, and but it has really big moments. It has big Timmy moments. So it's not like the Jund decks of old where, you know, you get three spells in one turn thanks to Bloodbraid Elf, that sort of thing. But it's more about everything that I play. I set it, I use the early turns to set up, and then everything I play is something that will immediately impact the board. Yeah. So it's not really subtle. Only about as subtle as a Rurikthar or a Sire of Insanity, or <laughs> or these or um, a Rakdos can possibly be. Rakdos is 
very subtle. You just haven't been to a dinner party without him, uh, with him to know it. So, anyway, that's the deck. Chewie, what do you think? I think it sounds like a blast. Awesome. <clears throat> and uh, definitely some number of dread boards, dread boars in the sideboard. Be so. sure you throw at least two of the Deglamour, whatever it is, on the side. Yeah, Unravel the Aether. That's the yeah. one, yeah. I thought about maybe, depending on what happens with the bows, I may even have one in the main deck, just because there's no shortage of targets for it in just about any deck. It can hit Biden, it can hit Thassa, it can hit Herberos or Whip or pretty much the only thing I've got. Gods and their weapons. Gods and their weapons. <laughs> A, a green red monsters deck without Xenagos is pretty much the only thing, only matchup where it wouldn't do anything, and that's one matchup. So, no, definitely, definitely, definitely have that on my radar. Definitely. Sweet. I love Guild. He does. <laughs> he was way more excited about Guild than I expected. I'm I'm willing to believe it. It really is that good. I, I, when I had I had some in um, the Demir deck that I was testing, I had some Quickens in there, and Quicken is a card that you know better players than me have played. So I'm not saying oh it's a terrible card, but one of the reasons I actually took it out because I realized the only sorcery in the deck was Guild. And I'm like you know I can always cycle it for a blue, but hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I really want to make it cost five. Hmm. Hmm. So give me a give me a creature count and a non creature count real quick. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. Our, uh I'm including um gods as creatures. Yeah. Right? Okay. I actually started to shuffle the deck together after we after I was done, so you'll have to give me just a sec, but there's a lot more creatures than non creatures. Oh my bad. I thought you I no, thought maybe okay. you had it written down. Hey, write it down for me, would you we'll put it on the side? I, I will write it down. At some point, I'll write down probably the like the final version on Saturday because I have to write out, it down for Saturday. Down for days. I don't have anything on tapped out. I I appreciate tapped out. I just I don't know. And when I'm, when Chewy when Chewy was talking about writing it down, it, it reminded me about that because I haven't been able to look at any of my lists on there for a couple days. I think the guy, I think the dude in charge of the website has been. Like out of the country, like on a vacation to South America, and he might not even be aware that there's a massive problem. Oh, is it? Is it? It's not tappedout.com, is it? It's .net. Okay, that would be why that didn't work. Oh, there we go. I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm getting <laughs> tired of waiting. Yep. Like, is the site just down? Down? Like gone? It's well, the um, the error page will pop up eventually. Besides um, normal error page. Oh. It's 25 creatures, mm-hmm. 11 non-creature spells, and 24 lands. Okay. Seems good. Yeah. Uh, part of me even hates to have that many non-creatures in there with Rurikthar. And yes, Rurikthar definitely goes in the deck, not on the main board, because he's so good against so many decks. Did or you even mean decks- not in the sideboard? Yeah, what okay. I say. You said not in the main board. I was like, wait. <laughs> the main board, the board of the main, but um, but the the but there's enough that I mean, you don't have him out all the time anyway. And then you know, worst case scenario, they kill him, and then you play your stuff, or you can take the hit or whatever. So. <clears throat> hmm. Well, it sounds like a blast. I hope you 
I hope you have enough fun to make it worth the while. Well, thank you. Uh, I hope so, too. Yeah. Let's see. What else? Mike, you got anything else? Um, <clears throat> not uh, not magic-related, not that I can think of right now. Okay. I have one oh, more. Actually, oh, actually, yeah, oh, I no. do. Go ahead. <laughs> I've had a... Liar. When when Gabe came over to visit, we we played um we played some cards before we went over to the shop for the pre-release, and I brought out uh, the fold-out card table, and I never put the fold-out card table away. And while it was out, I decided to go ahead and try to start building my next commander deck on it. So now I have a bunch of stuff laid out for what's intended to be a Jor Kadeen commander deck. I think I'm still about twenty cards over. Remind me what Jor Kadeen does. Jor Kadeen. For um, three, uh, a red and a white, he's a 5-3, and he has first strike, and his metal, metal craft yep. is all your creatures yep. get plus three, plus zero. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so right now I'm 20 cards over. I don't think I should take out any more artifacts, and I think the deck is turning into something different than what I thought it would be, so I'm interested in finding out exactly what this deck is going to be when I'm done. You know, I've heard of people talk about, uh, like writers talk about how a story they're writing will not end. And back in the day, I would have thought, like, well, you're the writer, end it, stupid. But <clears throat> that's actually not how it works. You have to do what the story wants you to do. Yeah. And right. you got to tell the story properly. Yeah. I am not a professional writer. I'm not. But I was an English major in college with a with a definite emphasis on creative writing. I still enjoy writing a little bit now. I just don't have the time for it. But I have not only have I written quite a bit, but I have read a lot more from uh, of writing books and like books like on writing by Stephen King is one of my favorite examples because not only is he an author that a lot of people know? And not only is he actually a really good writer, if you feel like you don't read horror and you want to stay away from him, that's fine. But he writes really well. Um, something that most of the best authors will say is oftentimes their characters will start behaving in ways that they were not expecting. They will draw out the characters and they'll just kind of, they'll have a story in mind and they'll start to write it. And some people start at the beginning and work backward and some people start in the middle and everybody has different techniques. But a lot of times, if you really invest time in the characters, they will start doing things you don't expect them to and sometimes don't even want them to. I've heard several reports from a, a major author that, oh, I, I was completely shocked when such and such character actually died. And some of that is kind of, I feel like playing to the camera a little bit. Oh, you know, build up that moment. And some of that I think is genuine. I completely took over this conversation. Where are we going? Yes, sir. <laughs> I was just saying that the deck isn't going to turn out the way I right. expected. Like, and, um, and what I was trying to get at, and Brian took off in a, in a good direction, but mm -hmm. then I was muted and couldn't jump back in. Um, but what I was trying to get at it is sometimes building a deck, like you lay out all these cards, mm -hmm. and as you start cutting, and you start cutting, and then this, oh, you know what would be good in this deck? This. And you realize that the deck you have is nothing like what started off in your head. Yeah. You, you really like it. Like, this happened with uh, some other deck of Mike's that he and I were sitting in one of our floors working on. My, uh, well, I think that was, you were helping me finish the Volrath deck. But the Volrath deck, like... Even had changed even more. Like the Volrath deck started as a as a cow cow deck. Oh yeah, 
that's how much different my initial conception of it was. Oh no, wait! I was thinking of your mono red deck. Oh yeah, that that that's became because a the first version of it was turned out to be a big, big disappointment. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I was gonna say steaming pile, but okay, I'll, we'll go with disappointment. Well, yeah, I almost <laughs> said big pile of garbage, but I decided to be a little more generous. Yeah. So yeah, but it, I mean that happens more frequently than you'd think. Like, so here's a question uh, for the listeners. You know how I've been talking about uh, upcoming projects and stuff you guys want to see. Uh, an idea I had was, what if people were like, we want to see you stream? Well, since I don't play Magic Online and I refuse to stream Magic Online even if I started playing it, uh, would you guys be interested in like a camera pointed down at a bunch of cards and like stream some deck building? Hmm. Hmm. You know, you know, get get Mike over here or Brian over here and with some cards and be like, so we're going to build a deck out of this and see where we come up with. Would that be something people are interested in? Because I'd be interested in doing it. That would yeah, be like, cool. Yeah. Like we could even we could even come back after, you know, a, a, a sealed event or something and see what people would think about different ways to, to interpret the sealed pool. Yeah, that's a lot easier. Showing people a pool is a lot easier than showing them a text list of a pool. Oh yeah, so, by far. That's cool. So yeah, let us know mm. what you think. And it, it bothers me. So you did you guys listen to the last episode? Uh, I have not I listened to it, to it yet. So no. I did. I recorded my round five against Jacob. Mm-hmm. And thus far, the feedback I've gotten is that was actually really good. And no, God, please don't do that again. Which I was expecting the latter. Like that's what I. That's why I did it. There was well, no. How editing. many of how many of each have you received? It's about two of each. <laughs> Confusing. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think Not I want to a... do it again. Well, if if you don't want to record it and you feel uncomfortable and stupid doing it, then it doesn't make sense to do it. Well, no, I didn't want to do it because I figured it would just be bad. Oh. And there was no. I didn't listen to it. I didn't do any. Uh, uh, editing. Editing. I didn't do any silence truncation. I didn't do any. I wanted you guys to get the full effect of exactly what recording a game would be. I actually didn't do any silence truncation to it at all because there's so much background noise it wouldn't have done anything anyway. So, anyway, that's just something I threw. Uh, I wanted to to give a shot because people ever since I got the the recorder, they were saying you should record some rounds of the pre-release. I'm like, no, that's a dumb idea. And so I did it. So hopefully they will all be like, well, that was awful. And just my luck, they'll be like, this is great, but whatever, you know. <laughs> I do appreciate Jacob letting me uh, letting me record it, because he was like, I don't even know if I want to play, man. It's like, not like I can get prize, I don't know. I was like, hey, tell you what, you want to make it matter? <laughs> I'll record it. And he goes, what? I gave him a quick explanation. He was like, oh, that's cool, yeah, let's do that. I was like, oh, really? Because <laughs> I actually wanted to play, because I enjoyed my deck, but... I'm glad he was up for it. Yeah. Did you win? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> Listen to last week's episode to find out. Yeah. Oh, I already know how it ends <clears throat> now, so no. Nah. Spoiler. Ow. Uh, but anyway, so if you haven't chimed in on that, let me know what you thought. And, yeah. And I really appreciate, I asked for, uh, a couple weeks ago, I asked for more detailed ideas. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten lots of more detailed ideas. I haven't responded to any of you yet because, well, honestly, because I'm bad at this. But uh, let's see here. John, Clayton, and come on, come on. Aha, is it this one? 
Oh, I can't find it now. <laughs> Look, it's marked as unread, and I still can't find it. This is terrible. <laughs> but anyway, John and Clayton especially gave us some really long and thought out, like well thought out ideas, and I was yes. like, wow, I love you guys. And they both came up with a similar idea that Mike had also come up with but hadn't said anything, which never even remotely crossed my mind. So, hmm. Yeah, each of them had like the exact same conception that I had had thought of on, on that. And this line. is why I need and love all of you people. Because I, nope, didn't even, I'm not a design person. So the idea they had was using, uh, like the, the, the color wheel, uh, essentially like the, the little, color gems are on the back of a magic card, you know? Mm-hmm. And having the white one be the Manipool logo, you know, which is essentially white. <clears throat> and then the blue one be Brian's head, and the black one be my head, and the red one be Mike's head, and the green one be Dirk's head. And I was like, holy crap, that is brilliant. Why did I never thought of that? And Mike was like, you really hadn't thought of that? I thought of that. I was like, why didn't you say something? He's like, I was going to see what the listeners wanted. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, that's brilliant. Mike's yeah. like, yeah? I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Well, we're all thinking it, so it must be true. So that's definitely a, a good idea for a design for uh, potential merchandise. So I need more specifics, though. So anybody that has any other idea, like, like especially for something like uh, if we do a playmat, I have no idea what to put on a playmat. I realized this a while back. I'm like, whoops, I got nothing for a playmat other than, like, the logo and our cartoon heads. Uh, I have ideas for, like, future playmats, but for a first one, you know, that's going to be more generalized, I got I got nothing. I want to see a playmat where it's kind of like um, you see some of the playmats that actually show you have a basic outline of where your stuff goes. And I, I want to have kind of like a your area and your and you maybe we do one of these for each person. I'm completely overcommitting us at this point, but whatever. And um, he's spitballing. He's spitballing. None of this I'm is spitballing. Actually true. Yeah. And ba- basic what it comes down to is basically I have a horde of. Dirk's elves attacking Mike. <laughs> and they're like jumping out of the, where the library goes and stuff like that. There's, I'm spitball. That's you should, really funny. If you, if you ever hear any of the behind the scenes stuff that we don't publish, so don't look for it. Uh, but if you were to hear. We don't even record it, so. We don't, but if you were to hear any of the stuff we're talking about and we talk about things like certain episodes that may or may not correlate with certain calendar events uh you know i throw out a lot of ideas and a lot of them are terrible so i'm not saying this is something we're gonna do oh dear lord they're all gonna love it and we're gonna have to do it now no but uh, (laughs) we all throw out a bunch of ideas and you know some of them work and some of them don't that's how the creative process works so yeah yay spitballs they hold us all together in their warm embrace moist that's All such right. a fun word. I don't know why that word bothers some people. It's just mm. it like physically, it, it, it is a little icky. It physically bothers Molly, so I try to say it around her as much as possible. There are some people <laughs> that literally cannot stand to hear that word. In other words, but yeah. Oh well. So do we have anything else there, gentlemen? I don't think so. Don't My think wife's so. waiting for me, so yeah. So in that case, we should final thoughts, Mike. Final thoughts. Um. Uh. I'm definitely not a big sports fan, but I can definitely be very entertained watching a sport. So I've been watching a lot of Olympics coverage <laughs> this past week. Like I've I've had it on in the background on mute while we've uh 
while we've been talking. And for the last while, they they were showing the the women's skeleton event. Um, I'm sorry, what? Skeleton, like you you know uh, the luge event where you speed down the track and you're on a sled and you're on your back going feet first. Right. The skeleton is that, except you're on the sled and you're lying on your stomach and you're going head first. That seems infinitely more death defying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that makes it a lot cooler to watch too. So, ah. so that was cool. Right now they're starting the um, the men's uh, ski slope style event, which is basically like applying a, a, a snowboard like trick track, except you're using skis and stuff. So this will be pretty cool. They did the women's uh, earlier this week, and that was oh. pretty awesome to watch. What is that called? Like free skiing or something? Well, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's one of the freestyle skiing events, oh, okay. but they're but the the name of the specific one is is slope style, where it's much more of a um, a, a, a snowboard style track. Oh, the guy just wiped out. Dang. Okay. I keep getting hit with YouTube uh, ads before thing before videos about how this is the first time that free skiing has been on or whatever, whatever. And I'm like, hurry up so I can skip the freaking ad because I don't really care. But <laughs> yeah, this, this is the first Winter Olympics where slope style has been a thing. But yeah, it's been pretty cool to watch that. Work. Yeah, that's my final thought about other things going on. Awesome. How about you, B? Um, I have kind of been enjoying some of the snow. Carrie didn't have to go into work today, and so uh, we've been playing our way through uh, Zelda A Link Between Worlds, and it's awesome, and I was telling people about it before the show, and it's still awesome. There was something else I was going to mention, kind of like a public service announcement, um, something I felt everybody needed to know, and of course it's gone, so I shouldn't Don't I should have written it down. Don't eat the yellow snow. Hopefully you all know that by now. Um, uh, no, you know I'm. I'm actually I'm from Ohio. People that don't know where that is, it's a northern state. It's by one of the Great Lakes. We got a lot of snow. I love snow. Everybody else in my family hated snow. I loved it. Even I am getting a little tired of it at this point. So, um, but hey, it gets me out of some work. I mean, granted, you know I'm in a job where all the work that gets put off. We'll come back around later, but so. I remember something kind of like this happens maybe two years ago, but it wasn't this, it wasn't to this degree. And I'm pretty sure most of the snow happened over a weekend. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't this bad and disruptive. Yeah. I don't remember the last time that the court system in this county actually closed. And there were some times where I thought maybe it should, and it didn't. And it is unheard of that it's been canceled two days in a row. That is, that is like, I cannot emphasize how crazy that alone is. So So something that got mom and dad, you know what else closed today? What? Haynes Mall was closed today. Wow. What? Yeah. See? So Haynes Mall is like the... It's it's the mall around here, and it's huge. It's yeah. not like a rinky-dink mall. It used to be the like one of the largest malls on this side of the Mississippi, from what I understand. But that was a long time ago. Now they have. But other like it's malls. it's a center of uh, uh, commerce in Winston. Like this it's the mall, yeah. and it's hell. It's always bad. It's never a good time to go to the mall. <laughs> it's really busy. And mom and told me earlier today that yeah. Haynes Mall was closed today, and I was like, I'm sorry, what? She's like, Haynes Mall was closed. They made an announcement on television. I'm like, of course they did, because when has that ever happened before, ever? She's like, honestly, we couldn't remember it ever happening before. 
apparently this really is catching a lot of national news because Carrie's family has called, are you guys dead? What's going on? My family called and is like, are you guys dead? We're seeing on the news that everybody is dying in North Carolina. I'm like, we're okay. So, <laughs> there was, I mean, so there was it's a not photo just local from, news. It's not just local news. Yeah, there's a photo from something that was going on in Raleigh that I know went pretty well viral. It's a photo of a bunch of cars on this on the glenwood avenue and one of them in the background is on fire have you seen that photo? Wow. yeah wow it, it went viral pretty quickly as the you know as part of the snow apocalypse going on down here that's the phrase that's been kicked around snow pop apocalypse like it was used earlier in the year and just a couple weeks ago but this one is actually bad <laughs> <laughs> we've had a decent amount of snow this year and the, but this but you know it's usually like oh look there's white stuff from the sky what do we do ah but this is actually like i said i have not seen this much snow in north carolina possibly ever like it snowed all day once it started yesterday it didn't stop and uh at some point it turned into sleet and i'm pretty sure it just sleeted all night yeah, and then this morning there was yeah. nothing, and then it started snowing like the big fat flakes again, at least for me around noon. And until like 4.30, it just did not stop, and I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. And then I went outside with Sam, and I'm thinking it's going to be terrible, and it was so warm, it was starting to melt already. I'm like, well, I guess I'm back to work tomorrow, and I guess not, because it's what it's going to do is it's going to freeze again overnight. Um, so anybody that goes out tomorrow, well, you're not hearing this live, but you guys, if you go out tomorrow, be really careful because it yeah. can still be very treacherous. Yeah, my, my boss, when I woke up this afternoon, well, early, almost this afternoon, NyQuil is good stuff. But when I woke up, there was a message from my boss that said, hey, I hope you're feeling better so we can see you tomorrow. And I'm like, does he really think we're going to be able to get to work tomorrow? Or that the freaking uh, parts are going to get delivered tomorrow morning? Like, really? Yeah, like, and, and I know there have been some people out there rolling their eyes. You know, people who live in other places rolling their eyes are like, oh, yeah, two or three inches of snow and the whole south shuts down. It's like, okay, yes. Some places did get two or three inches of snow, but some places got a lot more. Like around oh, yeah. here, in, in Mount Airy, there were some places, there were some localized spots in Mount Airy where they had 14 inches. Holy yeah. God. Yeah. It, was pro- it was projected that Winston-Salem got between eight and ten inches so that sounds about right yeah so yeah uh angelo actually from the pit imps podcast there was a tweet at me this morning it said hey did they give you guys the day off i was like i don't know i took the day off because i died but <laughs> by the way i did uh, a guest spot on pit imps number give me a second i forgot the number <sighs> come on mtg cast load faster <laughs> Send us an email if you remember what number or episode Pit Imps she was on. Ah, it was episode 55 uh, of Pit Imps that I did with uh, 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 Angelo and Ryan. And they actually – Ryan apparently has been a big Chewy fan forever. So it was really funny being there with Angelo, who doesn't give half a damn, and being there with, with Ryan, who actually called me a, podca- a magic podcasting god. Huh. And I was like, well, I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> You've been called a lot of things before. I'm pretty sure it's never that. No, you are the Xenagos of the podcasting world. I was thinking more Afara, but that, you know, whatever. That actually fits really well. No, not Afara, but yeah. So yeah, you I know, just thought that was funny. But everyone should go listen to that. We had a nice random rambling discussion about the modern bannings and assorted nonsense and, and it was it was good. 
I don't know how much of it he cut. Probably a fair bit because Angela does editing. Ah, loser. <laughs> but anyway, right then. So was that all for you guys? Because I think that was all for me too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Have, right. I don't have Maybe I can catch but, Carrie before she runs to bed. So. But as always, we need always. We're looking for more ideas for um, uh, designs. Like right now, it sounds like the stuff that I want designs for are shirts and sleeves and play mats. These are the things that are looking to be the most uh, popular. Well, they are definitely the most popular from all the responses I've got from anyone. So, And keep in mind, I want these to be something that, that people other than just the hardcore fans will appreciate, you know, hopefully. Like, I don't know if uh, having sleeves that say I'm bad at this game would sell or not. <clears throat> <laughs> but, like, for shirts and playmats, it's actually uh, it's actually not so bad. But for sleeves, the freaking... Uh, uh, minimum order is a gazillion sleeves, so... Yeah, so you gotta be pretty sure that you're getting the right one. Yeah, so having cutesy things on sleeves is is cool and all, but I don't want to be stuck with a gazillion cutesy ones after the hardcore listeners buy their, you know, four packs or whatever. So, you know, bear that in mind when you start throwing out ideas. So, yeah, yeah. But I think we're done now, so uh, as always, all the contact information, go to themanapool.com uh, I'm working on the Born of the Gods when I'm not dying. I'm working on the Born of the Gods horoscopes. I was hoping to have that up, you know, before any tournaments, but I died. I got sick and died, so that's not going to happen because <clears throat> it's too late already. Um, actually, this is something I meant to mention earlier. One of our uh, listeners wrote an article about us hitting 300 that, due to various stupidities on my part, I've just gotten around to. So hopefully that'll be posted up on themanapool.com in a couple days. Dude, I'm having the most trouble between my phone and my computer getting things synced up. Like, oh, yeah. like I found an email from a listener in October that I had wrote a, I'd written out a response and hit send and it didn't send. So it sat as a draft in my phone. Wow. And, but not, I didn't see it in, in Gmail. So I just assumed that the email went through. I happened to be looking through my phone. And I saw a number in drafts and I'm like, why is there a number in my drafts folder? I looked, and there were like three emails to people. That just hadn't wow. gone through yet. Luckily, none of them were super important, but what the hell, dude? <laughs> and my Facebook Messenger on uh, my phone is also kind of a jerk, and sometimes it doesn't tell me when there's a new message. And one of the new messages was uh, Matt's article. <laughs> He's like, hey, you never got back to me. I'm like, you never sent it. He's like, yeah, I did. I'm like, where? And I scrolled up, and I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's just a nice little uh, appreciation piece that isn't just like, oh my god, the mana pool is so awesome. So it's it's worth posting, you know. Right. So that's cool. We are awesome, though, by the way, just in case anyone missed that. We are pretty good. <laughs> so, okay, with that, I guess we'll be done. Right, themanapool.com. Uh, there'll be stuff going up there other than just the show in the very near future, hopefully, if I quit dying. Um, on Twitter, at themanapool. Or on Facebook, facebook.com slash themanapool. There's the forums, cardchart.freeforums.org. Go sign up there. I keep saying we have a, an amazing uh, forum community with no jerks, but it's not very big and active. That's probably why it's so good is because there aren't many of us. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, and send us an email, dorks at themanapool.com. But with that, I think we're done now. So this has been episode 312 of The Manapool. Uh, good luck to Brian and Mike on Saturday. Thank you. And thank you all very much for listening. And uh, go play some magic.